Y'all know what time it is. It's 8.30. That's right. We're doing this on like Newfoundland style time. Joel and Kate at 8. Ish. 30. <laughs> it should be called Joel and Kate at 8-ish. I, I mean, because of you, it should be. But typically, it's Joel and Kate at 8. Here's the I deal. Know, I know that no Fightful product ever starts on time unless it's a show that I do. But like, y'all. Come Look, on. There are a couple things in play. One... I can't take my Adderall on Sundays, so fucking forget it. Two, <laughs> I was at my parents celebrating Father's Day with my father, and um, we were having a lovely time. And then my mom had to show me all of the dress options that she possibly could have for my cousin's wedding that's coming up. And it was very important that we review those options and that we come to a conclusion before I left. Ergo, we had to push this back a little bit. But I'm here now. Happy Father's Day to you, kind sir. Thank you very much. And happy Father's Day to everyone out there who has anyone in their life that is a father-like figure, biological or not. If you're struggling, we're still here. We still love you. I know that there's some frat boy out there who's saying, I'll be your daddy. But let's face it. Like, we're not those people, okay? We're just here for you. We'll hang no. out with you. It's Joel and Kate at eight, okay? Effie can be your daddy, but nobody else. That's the Actually, deal. Yes, absolutely. And... Also, a shout out to people who are like have lost loved ones um, and have complicated relationships with their dad because these days can be challenging for people that like it's not celebratory for. But it was celebratory for me because my dad rules, and um, and you got yeah. to see all of the all the dresses. So I got to see all my mom's dresses. We went to see. There's a Yogi Berra biopic called "It Ain't Over." Um, and what was really fun about going to that with my parents was my dad was like, it was really good. And I was like, it was. I knew a lot of what was in it. And my mom was in tears and very moved <laughs> because she did not know everything in it. And she is, she loves just like my mom. I can't explain it. Like a good documentary or just like a celebrity she hasn't thought of to go down a Wikipedia research rabbit hole for. Hysterical. Um, she was literally crying in the theater and it was, it like, he's a, he was a legendary baseball player. He did not have like an insane life. He fought in World War II. He, he actually stormed Normandy. Like that was pretty crazy. Um, but like it was, I felt like her emotional response, no judgments, but was maybe like a little bit stronger than the film warranted. And then I left my wallet at my parents because we were just going to the movie and there was a vinyl store across the street and I found them into buying me two albums. So it was a very good day. So whose Father's Day was it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was I was trying to get a roundabout way to say that this is dresses being shown for the wedding before dishonor, right? <laughs> it is. I hope that my cousin bodes a little bit better than than that is. But uh yeah, the dress, it's, the dress before dishonor. Is that what we're calling it? Dress, dress before, before dishonor. dishonor. Yeah, I'm I'm in on that. Uh, they are running death before dishonor in my backyard the same day as my cousin's wedding, and it's just a shame that I have to skip my cousin's wedding for that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> how was um, your Father's Day, Joseph? And hi, Andrew Zarian in the chat. Oh, why why would you call him out? He's 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 okay. I love Andrew Zarian. Hi, John Alba. I mean, Andrew Zarian. <laughs> I was going to say where. John Alba's got his own shtick going on soon uh, on, his, on his paywall. Anyway, um, my Father's Day was good. It was uh, not super busy. I mostly spent it with the kid. We went out, ran some errands, and 
took him out and went to the park and just had a good day. He gave me a, a really cute gift that daycare uh, had him make. And it's really funny because they, they wrote down something like, um, dad, you're my hero. I want to touch your heart. <laughs> just the, 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 I want to touch your heart part. It's just, the, it's the, it's the corniest and also like weirdest suspect line I've read ever, but it's also because it was a heart and he did finger paints over it. So I want to touch your heart. Is it well, like, it's either incredibly sweet or he's a serial killer. There's no in between whatsoever on that. I love it. It was the literal part where I was just like, oh, he wants to what my what now? <laughs> I've had to say that about people before, but it was a very different context before. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you're uh, watching the video, hi, it's good to see you. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let's talk about wrestling. Let's talk, we, we, we will. Uh, but first, leave a thumbs up on the video because you're here and you want to hang out with us every uh, every day here on Fightful Overbooked. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do tap that bell, get your notifications because we are live every single day. There is content dropping every day, whether it's recorded or live. It's almost live every single day. If it's not Kate and I, then it's myself and Jeremy. If it's not me and Jeremy, then it's Rob and Maggie. If it's not Rob and Maggie, then it's Haley and Kylie. And if it's not them, then it's Reg and Mike doing Indie. There is a ton of stuff on Fightful Overbook. So if you're not Joel, here, you got to get in it. I have an extremely important question. Yes. Do you appreciate when people do those things? Which things? Like subscribe to our channel, send in super chats, etc. Well, I haven't gotten to the super chat part yet. That's the one that I actually, uh, that's that's what I like the most. Yes. Why? No, you, oh, you can tell the people about the super chats. I just... oh, yeah, go, well, go ahead and, uh, and, and just uh, donate a super chat. Any amount of questions stayed on the air. Uh, it, you know, you could be like Ricardo here. It says, I celebrate today for myself. My pops was a poop. And you know what? That's totally okay, too. Celebrate yourself. That Treat is, yourself. Do your thing. And just be kind to yourself on days and times when it's difficult. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you appreciate that about the people. But I can't stress enough. And I said this last week. I expect it from people. Okay. I'm done with this, like, oh, it's so, we really appreciate the support. No, of course you should support us. Like, I'm I'm done with this cute little, like, it means so much. No, okay, we're busting our asses. Give us your money. The least you can do is leave a thumbs up. Give us your credit card, too, and subscribe to FIFO Select. Um, if you don't send in Super Chats and you don't subscribe, you don't support women. And I'm going to keep hammering this home because it got us um, somebody bought a Mark Order t-shirt because I was doing that. So here's the deal. We're great at this, especially me and Joel. Okay. It's true. We're, we're so good at this. We had one dip because Joel made a huge mistake and took CM Punk off the thumbnail. We learned. We moved on. Okay. We adjust. We're really good at this. So you should support us because we're a great and I'm a great person. I can't I can't say that for Joel one way or the other. I know I'm a great person. Joel seems fine. So send in your super chats and your upper chats. Yeah, I'm all right, I guess. <laughs> Please don't clip this out of context. It is a joke. We sincerely appreciate you spending your, your Sunday nights with us. But it's so funny because I, I jokingly tweeted like, man, I could use a day off, but today is the biggest... The biggest, most intensive work commitment that I have because it has to be with Joel. But like, 
the fact that I get to come on the show and I do none of the work is just the absolute blessed. Like it's, it's the, you set up the broadcast, you do the thumbnail, you figure out everything to talk about, you pull the audio. And I'm like, I'm just, I just work here, man. And it, it's so freeing. Cause I don't think I would be able to handle doing the show if I was responsible for things. <laughs> like you can't. So I, I sincerely do appreciate you. And as I, the father of overbooked, happy father's day. And send Jeremy some love too, because it's Father's Day for him too. So there you go. And, it is. and for him, it's a, it's a very different Father's Day in a lot of ways. It's his first, yeah. as, as as a married man, uh, and and it's also one that's a little bittersweet for him uh, because he had recently just lost his father. So so send Jeremy some love. I know he would appreciate that too. But uh, well, Jeremy and I are going to be back tomorrow morning on In the Weeds at 10 a.m. Uh, I'll give the quick plug now. We have uh, Shane Hawk, superstar Shane Hawk, is going to join us from IWS in Montreal. He's also been on Dark Side of the Ring doing some work there. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that journey and more because IWS is now on Fight Plus. And, you know, Fight Plus, you can get like, GCW and every wrestling company out there is on fight plus these days. So uh, go ahead, do that, get that. But we'll be on tomorrow with, with that, with him and others. Um, I would really like a docuseries called the light side of the ring that just talks about people who are really nice. I feel like that exists and it might be on wrestle joy. <laughs> Touche, but I still want it filmed in the dark side style. Like I want shadow yes. even yet really dramatic narrations and it was like he went to target and arrived safely you wouldn't believe what happens next it's just him picking out stuff like and like oh this is so embarrassing i have to get my wife uh hygiene products or something like that's the drama of the episode like just real light-hearted keep it easy brian danielson goes out for a jog well, it's called Total Bellas. <laughs> That's right. I did watch that. Uh, me and everyone else. You uh, can look, but you can't touch. Hey, man, the Garcia twins are coming to AEW any day now, right? Any day. Everyone's just expecting they're going to be the forbidden door. That's Well, I will say this. We saw on Collision some ladies in matching tag gear. Finally. I wouldn't hate. I'm not a Bellas gal. But I would not hate the chess move of them bringing the bells. I don't think for a full time contract, but like as an uh, it, as a spot in an establishing tournament or um, just on the mic. Because whilst I think their in ring and their presentation was not necessarily for me, um, they were one of the few women's tag teams in wrestling at that time, especially in, in WWE. So we we joke, but like. I don't know. I thought it was kind of encouraging to see people in matching gear. That made me happy. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the it feels like there's a tag division somewhere in there when it comes to AEW. Sure. I don't know where it is. And I don't know where it exists. Probably. But it's going the, on at 9.27 p.m. I, I know that say, much. But it's somewhere between the time slot of like 9.23 and 9.48. And it's yep. going to be there. And it's going to, unless there's a championship around somebody's waist then it's probably going to be either in the first hour or on the crossover. That's just the way it works. Should we start with Collision? Because it's the hot, hot, hot thing. No, I want to start with a couple of Super Chats. And then we'll get to... Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some other stuff in a sec. Because we're on Women's Wrestling Talk. Uh, Taylor Cannon sends a Super Chat saying, Happy Father's Day, Joel, and to your dad. And also to Kate's as well. Uh, hope you're both doing well today. So I'm pretty sure he meant it. Well, I'm not going to gender Taylor. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> 
Taylor, it's an anyone name. Anyway, thank you for the Taylor, I'm, I'm pretty positive Taylor's a dude, but either way, we thank you. I mean, listen, if I look at our demographics, then yeah, this is probably going to be. But, well, and profile picture, not to be assumptive, but if I see a T. Odds are, odds are. I see it. It's five months, baby. We're, we're going with A's. Anyway, uh, Ricardo says, Kate, I support women, but I'm poor. This is still support, right? Um, it's very kind of you, but the thing is just steal someone else's credit card. <laughs> I don't think you know how Ricardo got his start here on Fightful. <laughs> There's a whole story from when we used to do the Twitch shows. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into it, but like when we did the Twitch after shows, Ricardo told us his stories of, of his uh he told us a, his life story. I know so, some I know some things. You know some things? I know some things. Ricardo does rule. Uh, so does Ricardo does rule. Matt is there a name or not? Of course. Matt Redkill says, happy Father's Day to Joel and Kate's dad. Can't wait to hear you guys talk about one bill, Phil, and the counterfeit bucks. We are absolutely going to get there. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot of chatter. I know a lot of people have a lot to say about this whole thing, and we will. And then, of course, Ryan Lambert. Being a collision was fun. 10 out of 10 snazzy. I've heard so, so, snazzy. so many like conflicting reports. Some people loved it, and other people just didn't. There's no in-between. It's like they either had the time of their life or they were like, that wasn't that great. I, it's so strange to me. From the in-person perspective? From, yeah, from the in-person perspective. I have not heard anything in the middle where someone was like, hey, it was fine. Most people were like, I loved it or I hated it. I don't know what's going on with that. I only saw one negative thing. But I think people's expectations were, this is probably the most... Um, uneven expectations people would have had for something, right? Like, I, I think that's fair to say. Um, I think people might have been expecting something insane, which I think is, I, I, to me, the biggest, I, I don't think there were a lot of misses about it. I, I quite liked it. But um, I feel like doing this the week before Forbidden Door was not a great idea. That's kind of the AW way, though. <laughs> yeah, but like... It, I thought they were going to do it before Forbidden Door and they were going to set up Punky Kenta or what? You know what I mean? Like to, to do it the week before a pay-per-view and just have this be all extraneous programming. Um, but I, I think for an establishing episode of a show, it was pretty damn good. Like, so I, I think it probably just depended on what your expectations were going in there. I think a lot of people were probably upset um, that they didn't get ice cream, which is fair. Yeah. You, where's my ice cream? Well, see, I we're going to talk about it, but I think he's turning heel, and heels don't buy people ice cream. Right. Well, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Hey, um, <laughs> next weekend, by the way, speaking of Forbidden Door. Yeah, we got to talk about that off air. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. We will. So, so, I mean, we'll be there. At least I will be there. And I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, and Collision as I well. Yes, I will. Good. Okay, great. As long as you don't, you know, as long as you're coming. Uh, yeah, so Forbidden Door will be there, and we'll be at Collision the night before. And we're planning to be at Girls Next Door on Sunday morning. Oh my God, Joel's so excited for Girls Next Door. <laughs> really excited for Girls it's Next Door. It's adorable because Joel supports women. If Joel were in the chat, he would be sending in super chats and subscribing to things. I don't understand how people can't support women, especially like especially in wrestling. I don't get it. Like it's you're a good person. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. But like even at its it, listen, even at its like roots, if you're let's be honest like most people watching wrestling just like a lot of people watch football and they're like man those are some good looking people doing this thing 
it's the same thing in wrestling. It's and it's like gender non-specific. They're good-looking guys and they're good-looking women. Sure. Like if you're not supporting this, I don't know what to tell you. They're I good feel people like doing really cool shit. It's more. I feel like the people that are like I hate women's wrestling are also the same people that are are the ones that um, are like Brian Danielson's too small to be believable to beat someone. You know what I mean? Right, like, I think it, the right sized. He was the guy. Yeah, brother. Like Not it's her. um. I feel like it's like there's definitely disgusting people objectifying people. We saw a whole bunch of that online today, but yes, um, I I think the more like the anti women stuff is the same people who are like. The only people who should be wrestling are six foot eight and jacked. Like it's more that kind of crap. Um, but yeah, if you're not an idiot, women's wrestling isn't just like such a cool place right now. Yeah, don't be an idiot. Go enjoy women's wrestling because it rules. Uh, don't and- be a dickhead. Ah, that's right. Don't be a dickhead. <laughs> Ryan Lambert sent a super chat saying the only negative about collision was no Jeff Jarrett in a title match. Ryan, <laughs> I wish you could give your two dollars to Ricardo. <laughs> Why Ricardo might agree for all you know. I don't think he would do that to me. You it's Sunday, know. it's the beginning of a new week, and you're coming in here with your double J bullshit. Rude. Okay, and, and so I'm not I'm not trying to troll at all. Um I have a feeling. That Wednesday, that concession brawl, Mark Briscoe and uh, and Double J, I think it might be the main event on on Wednesday's show. <laughs> I'm sorry, like th- I, there's no there's no title match that I'm aware of. They gave Jarrett like a promo on the show. They're calling it like the concession stand. Like, it's the only thing that has a special thing to it. And they're making this big deal out of the history of it leading to hardcore. I, I just. I'm not, I'm not going to forbid <laughs> Well, it's at Wintrust, so it doesn't matter. Like, it's in Chicago. So. I know, but I, I'm saying I can't respect this company anymore. <laughs> they're putting Jeff Jarrett in a concession stand brawl. That, the part that makes me think it actually might not be the main event, despite that piece of it being very possible, is I'm guessing that's not going to be something that like ends in the ring. And you're probably going to want your main event to end in the ring. And they seem to be closing with the Blackpool Combat Club and Elite Story a lot. Well, Fightful Select uh, has a report up today about whether or not the Elite will be in Chicago. And the answer may not shock you because they're in Chicago for Dynamite. So, the answer may be exactly what you would expect yes and it's funny because like i i say this on other shows i listen to a bunch of different people talk about wrestling from all different sides and scopes and like the first thing i was listening to to, to steven larson's show uh after collision and they were just like yeah i wouldn't be surprised if the elite were not on uh on dynamite this week and they did pre-tapes and they just had cm punk go to dynamite because they're in chicago and then go to fivefullselect.com and that's all i'll say from there but uh, it's very possible that Punk uh, it, it, Punk becomes a, a bit of a focal point on Wednesday as well. We'll see. And then the Elite and, uh, and Kenny are not there, at least in person. They, they, I mean, the Bucks don't have a match uh, for Forbidden Door. Yeah, and Kenny's been absent a little bit anyway, right? He's been doing the, um, I think he's been doing like video game promos or something. But he's. He showed he's, up on Wednesday and then that was it. And that was it. But he wasn't there for like two weeks before, right? Right. Well, he he got taken out after 
my brain is oh after the uh, pay-per-view because of Kanosuke Takeshita when he uh, when he turned on and then he was out for because they did the promo the backstage where the Bucks were like he's not in he's not here he's not in the country and everyone thought he was in Japan for Dominion and then the next week he was out too and yeah so this past week was the first week he came back in that like huge schmoz finish on Dynamite that like honestly it was kind of cool but uh, we'll, we'll get there Joseph if they have they have orange bullocks, okay, and Zack Sabre Jr. and Shibata and Danny Garcia at the ring, and that is not the main event. And Jeff Jarrett in a concession stand brawl is collision became your A brand. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't even know. Like I, so we'll we'll see we'll see what else gets announced this week, but. When they announce, you don't all care. Stuff. You're just all you want to do is go to Girls Next Door, and I respect it. It's true. I do. It's going to be fun. I hope like that we interviews. It'll be good. I just want to meet Veda Scott and hug her in person. There you go. Veda will be there, and if Veda's there, then maybe, uh, maybe, maybe Mike will be there. I don't know if, if Speedball's making that trip. You know but. what? Like just wrestlers who are like great and like having the run of a lifetime, and like. From what I've heard, really great people as well. Like I don't do I want do I want to meet somebody or talk to somebody who's both great at their job and I've only heard really good things about. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be cool. I thought that would might be. <laughs> That's something you want to do. Uh, See, I, it's just so relatable because I'm so great and so great at my job. You know what I mean? Mm, like oh. it's like I'm so great. That it's like I think we would vibe. So <laughs> you gotta push the glasses up like a big old nerd when you say it too. My I did. Mind. I'm really yep. pretty and funny and smart. Uh, Ryan Lambert sends a super chat saying, "I'll be driving to Forbidden Door from Chicago. I'm hyped, buddy. Come and say hi. Yes, please. Please come and say hi. Be our friend. Yes, because we have no friends. It's gonna be us and like us trying to be friends with Brandon Thurston. No, Thurston's not even gonna sit with the media. It's gonna be us." Hanging out with John Pollock and Wei Tang, who I love, and uh, and Denise, because apparently Denise is going. Oh hell yeah, they can sit yeah. between us. <laughs> Denise can sit between you and I. <laughs> oh god, <sighs> I stayed in the house with Denise once. I got that. That's my claim to fame. Really? Yes. Well, it was Jeremy's wedding. We all stayed in an Airbnb together. Oh. Yeah, we had podcasts going at the same time. Her and I. I was doing Joel and Tim. Oh, that's right. I remember this time. Yeah, I was doing Tim and Joel. She was doing After the Week. Lord. Guess which one did better in the ratings? Hers, absolutely hers. <laughs> told you that the way me. you cut yourself off is just beautiful. Uh, once in a I'm while. excited for the Forbidden Door. Yeah, they, and you know what? The the matches that they put, uh, put on this week or, or announced this week on Dynamite really made me a lot more excited. Even, honestly, I don't hate... The Sonata Jungle Boy match. I don't. Nor do I. I think people are underestimating. Yeah. It's going to be a good match and it has a story to it. It's not directly involving Jungle Boy and Sonata. That's going to be in the ring. Everything outside is going to be Jungle Boy's story. And I'm fine with that. Sonata's going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And then Jungle Boy is going to eventually turn heel. That's great. I also just think like, if not him, who? Like you have Okada Danielson, you have MJF Tana, which I think is going to be great. Um, like it's not going to be anything that's faction heavy with Sonata. 
So, like, I, I think it's a really good call. I think having your champion, this guy who now looks like young Minoru Suzuki so much with his current presentation, um, being, like, an older established champion and Jungle Boy who's been looking to chase gold for the past year. Like, a couple months ago, he said, I'm going to hold gold. I don't care what gold it is, but I'm going to hold gold. He's been trying to, like, I. Uh, so this goes to the greater point. I don't mean to be negative. But I'm a little negative. No, I don't, because I feel like um, there's people who are like, they didn't bail down any stories. And I'm I feel like people are missing because AEW is so centric on like we set up this feud through a backstage interview and their playbook has not been as diverse lately. People are missing like that you don't have to have like promos and interviews to set up stories all the time, especially for a collision of all-stars pay-per-view like jungle boy's story has been, I'm chasing gold. Right. So, um, this, this title outside of a company and an open challenge, he's going to answer that open challenge. MJS been calling new Japan an indie fed for like years at this point. And you've got the ACE go ACE over and over again. And Tanahashi, um, ZSJ and Orange Cassidy have had a little bit of a setup. We're going to get an advancement of that on Wednesday, right? I'm assuming that's where that's going. Uh, Okada and Danielson is the story. I don't know how else to say it other than that. Um, So, like, I I feel like people need to, before jumping to being negative about it, and I know it's silly that I'm saying that based on what I do on Tuesdays, but I feel like I've explored a lot of possibilities on Tuesdays and that I'm negative. Like, if you don't feel like their stories, like, I don't know, be be more of a student, I would say, about it. Because it's like, there, there's definitely stories there. Um, and even if there wasn't, like, it's a collision of all-stars pay-per-view. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, this is not that. But there are stories there. If you, if you kind of just dig another layer deep, it's just not served up to you on a silver platter in a way that a lot of stories are. So this is this is the one thing where it's like it's it's twofold. One, it's that this show is very much for a hardcore fan, and that's okay. Uh, the one thing that I do think would be beneficial for AEW or even New Japan, I don't care who, for someone to at least give give them a surface, give some give people a surface to start with, and then if they want to dig, they can dig more for the the internal meaning. But there has to be something to get you invested in this match beyond some of the dream matches. Okada and Danielson, the match is very straightforward. Two men who have never fought, have always wanted to. At one time, it was an impossibility that it would happen. Now it's a possibility. Best in the world, who is it? That's a pretty pretty straightforward story to have, and that's for a lot of fans. That's a dream match. You know you know both guys. This is, this is, quote, good enough. That's fine. Tanahashi and MJF, like you just said. MJF has been on a tear saying, you know, New Japan is a POS company. I, If they brought that out more on AEW programming, I would like that better. But because I know about it, I'm not against it. Tanahashi's doing his side of things. He's promoting it. Um, MJF this week, the way that they kind of brought it up and, and had Renee go to the back and say, hey, you, you know, you're going to face Tanahashi. What are you going to do? And he's like, I'm not going to show up. That is a good start. And they'll probably go deeper into it on Wednesday. At least I hope they do. And then it'll end up with like TK saying, if you don't show up, then you're going to forfeit your AEW championship. And it'll be a world title match for CM Punk and Tanahashi. Like it was supposed to be last year, whatever it is, like make, make something out of nothing if you can, but it, 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 it's a good, 
Just give us give them a springboard. Give them a starting point, and then the fans will dig. But I'm never a fan of having the fans dig for literally everything. I don't think it's up to engagement accounts to make you a better fan. I think it's up to the companies that are trying to serve the fan the the story. I think there needs to be something there in order for the fans to go digging. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I get that, but it's a little bit of... Like, I think there are things they could have done to enhance it. But I think people are also a little close-minded on it. Like, for people to be like, there's no stories when Kenny and Osprey has been a story for years. Like, yes. could they have put a video recap of, or vignette-type thing on? Sure. Like, there's there's ways you could have done it. But it's just like, if you can't see that Jungle Boy is answering the gold, uh, the open challenge after saying he's been chasing gold, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you're being a dense fan in that case. So I, I feel like Okada and Danielson, all I needed was that one vignette in the announcement, and I'm good. Osprey and Kenny has had a story. Sonata, I feel like an open challenge, you don't even fully need a story, but Jungle Boy has one in that he's trying to get some sort of gold on himself desperately at this point. Um, MJF and Tana, we, we discussed. Um, I, I think there's some really obvious things i don't want to say obvious because they're not being spoon-fed but like assuming we're getting zsj and orange cassidy they're two of the most active wrestlers in all of wrestling defending their championships so it's like i don't i feel like people need to open their mind up to what it means to have a story behind a match a little bit so yeah and i and i agree a lot of these stories a lot of these matches are being set up well and i and again i'm not i i think it's again twofold. One is that some of these other engagement accounts that are taking a shit on everything are the ones that are making us have to like step back and be like, it's not that bad. You're just using forceful language to make your point. And that's really obnoxious social media stuff that bugs me anyway. And then the other thing is just like these matches, the Sonata match. I understand why some people were immediately um, not super into jungle boy being the challenger. I get it. Like they, some people were expecting a big name and maybe they'd announce it next week. Maybe it's like, I don't know, maybe it was Eddie Kingston or maybe it was again, someone who was a regular main eventer, not the guy who just participated in a four ways pillars match and was like one of the least known members of the group. Sure. But like, you can even not not like, you can, you can not like the story, but you can't say there isn't one when this guy on AEW programming alone has been 100%. saying he's going for gold. Do you know what I mean? hundred percent. And, and that's where I agree with you. My, and that's what I said, like at the beginning of it, I'm like, I get why this match is happening, but I also get why some people were like, Oh, it's jungle boy. Like 
the immediate like the the mindset that a lot of fans were going to have was like oh my god who's it going to be and it was just a bit of a letdown that it was just jungle boy so it's not a bad thing i think they're going again i think it's going to be a match that over delivers and a lot of people are just kind of walking into it with low expectations which again i understand because you haven't seen jungle boy in a big iwgp world championship match and you're about to see it and it's probably going to turn out much better than you anticipated uh there's there's no one else who, who who would have been better in terms of telling the story with Sonata. I, actually, I can think of one person, and that was the five-man tag I wanted. I wanted the just five Jews. Of course. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a glaring missed opportunity, and that's something entirely different. You know what I mean? This looks really bad on this background. It sure does. <laughs> Here, we'll just do this for a sec. Just five Jews. I feel like we just need to be taken off the... Just five Jews? Just five just Jews. Five, just five Jews? Kind of looks good there. So bad. Yeah. Tag anyway. talk background, baby. Goaded. So versatile. It really so is. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's, that's just kind of where I am for, for these Forbidden Door stuff. I'm lo- again, I'm looking forward to some of the matches that are being... I misspelled just wrong? No, I didn't. Just five Jews. That's the, that's the font, you jerk. Yeah, that's man. Jerks. Now you got to yeah. send super chats, you bots. You do. Now the bots have to send super chats. Okay. Give us money. So I'm looking forward to Forbidden Door. I think there's going to be some good matches uh, coming on Wednesday as well to round out the card. And probably on Saturday while we're there in the arena. Wondering like, oh, what else can they do? They'll probably well, that brings us to our friend Phil. Because there's, there's some interesting possibilities. Um, Kenta didn't come out. However, Kenta did not come out. I want to argue in the chat. Oh no, you, that was you. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> yes. else. People are like arguing about spelling. Calm down. It's Sunday night. Relax. I misspelled something great. Sorry, <laughs> I'm reading the chat. I gotta stop reading the chat. Uh, so Punk comes out and, and and he has a lot to say. And uh, I I don't what even know. Does, what does he do before he even says a word? Walks out with a bag and shoes he, around his neck. He takes the flag, the flag off. Yeah. Which is the second I saw that. Uh, absolutely. I I said before, I didn't notice he did that until I watched it back. And before any of that, I was like, this felt very close to the promo he gave when he turned heels on The Rock. Um, yeah. And then when I watched it back and he did that, I was like, oh, that's why it felt like this. This is, this is a notch of that. The hairstyle, the taking the flag off the mic... Second I saw that on the replay, I was like more and more confident that he was turning heel. Um, so let's dive in. I oh, feel God. like go for it. I get what people didn't like about it. Um Pulowski said it really well. He was like, it made me feel uneasy because and I was like, Well, I think it was designed to. And he was like, if it was designed to and he's turning heel, I have less of a problem with it. But the the shoving it down your throat that you have to love or hate him and that you also have to love or hate the other guys was something that he didn't like because he was like, I actually kind of like both sides and I actually really like both sides. Um, so I, I get a lot of that and I get where people are coming from, but he had said, and it, the truth is like, you either acknowledge it or you don't and you have to acknowledge it. Like you, there's just no, there's no way you can't. Um, so 
I think for a first episode of a show, the idea that like, of course he's going to lean into a feud, whether or not it can happen. Of course he's going to call out MJF. Like he has to pick up where he left off in a sense. And he has to acknowledge the elephant in the room. I don't know what else you would do. Um, but I actually really liked it because I, it, it, as long as he's turning heel out of it, I really liked it because um, a heel that fully believes he's right is the best heel. And a heel that can elicit empathy for that is the best heel. Um, and CM Punk works better as a heel than a face. And I liked him as a face, but he's a, he, he's a good, good guy. He's a great, bad guy. Like this is, this is what I want from him. Um, the title not being in the bag was a little weird. I'm wondering if they just physically didn't have it. Um, I what wonder- was in, hold on. Then what was in the bag? Let's 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 speculate real quick. What was in that that red bag? I said tax. <laughs> he's tax? coming back. He's coming back as deathmatch Phil. I'm here for it. <laughs> it's 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 Danhausen's sack of money. It's all it the was, money he owes Danhausen. Dan it's it's for the boots that he borrowed. From That's what I'm saying. He bought he bought Danhausen's boots, and that was the money that he used to buy it from him. So that it was the rental fee he was giving it back to Danhausen. Exactly. Uh, I think there was probably some replica in there, just a case or whatever. But I think it was probably intended to be the belt. Um, so you're alluding to him picking up where he left off with MJF. You're alluding to him and the elite. Um, the counterfeit box line seems to be the thing that everybody took away from, which I, I think is good. But a lot of people were like, I didn't like this and I don't like him. And I was like, I think that's the point. And we could talk about what happened in the match. Cause there's some interesting possibilities there. Um, but I, 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 I like him as a wrestler. Like I, I, I like his promo style. I like, uh, what he did here. I don't know how you get around this. But my favorite part of the show was Bud Matt and Andrade. <laughs> like that was a great match. It was an amazing match, and I'm so glad Miro's back. Like I'm, I'm as big of a CM Punk mark as I is, as I am, and I, I think it is important to have him anchoring the show because I don't know who else you do have do that. Um, I think the the best sign was that I felt like I would have absolutely watched the show, even if. It wasn't a big CM Punk return. And I feel like you brought him back this way in this place because you can control the reaction. You knew he was going to be over, so you had some predictable stake in things. And now I think he's going to get tweener reaction everywhere else he goes. And I think that sets up a nice cadence for a heel turn. Like, if you're... To turn heel, you have to not be a heel first, right? Um, And I think a mixed reaction is a little bit more detrimental than a controlled one. So I, I didn't I didn't have any qualms about it. I thought there was a lot of good juice to dig into. I loved the Bucks response in their bio. I thought that was hysterical. Um I I hope we get to see the match because it felt like he was inviting a match that could make them a lot of money. And so if everybody feels safe to do it, I hope they do it. Um and say same goes for MJF, like that dog collar match is my favorite MJF match, maybe of his career next to the Danielson one. Um, but I, I think, uh, I think for a first show, you have to expect that this guy is going to lean into the stuff that everyone's talking about. Right. I mean, yeah. And also after the ESPN interview, there's, 
there's some other stuff that came out of that that I think kind of added an extra layer to us and, who talk about it and consume this stuff as much as we do. Uh, first of all, by the way, the red bag, when I first saw it, you know what I thought was inside of it? And I shit you not. Muffins and Spindrift. Oh, maybe it was. Maybe I that's what we'll get I, on Wednesday. I thought he was going to pick up where he left off. I thought he was going to get in the ring, sit down, cross-legged, open the bag, pick out a muffin and a spindrift, open it up, and just be like, now where were we? And everyone just laughs and laughs. Uh, so, yeah. And then the Bucks, yeah. With their, if this was 2018 PWTs, we would have had to design up. I thought that was cute. I thought that was good. The, the Bucks kind of will needle back when punk takes a shot. And I think that, I think that annoys punk if they're still actually actively not talking to each other. Um, the ESPN story. So Jeremy and I were on the air doing the show on Friday when the article dropped and we had been kind of leading up to it because it didn't drop until I think 10 till 10 to noon. So we kind of sat there kind of speculating, knowing what we knew and knowing what Sean knew and just kind of figuring out like what, What's going to make it into this article? Because if they were in damage control over the Adam Page stuff, uh, the hangman comments were the worst part of it, in my opinion. And that was because he couldn't talk shit about anyone else because legally at the time he wasn't allowed to. Now that that investigation's over. I don't know what the moratorium is. I don't know what the agreement is in terms of well, there's the disparagement remarks, but those are only to AEW. I don't know if those carry over to the EVPs as well. So regardless, he went, he went after Adam page and going after hangman who is universally beloved by pretty much everyone except this one dude just felt like axe to grind and that i think added an extra layer of just uncomfortability or just discomfort for everyone who was watching on saturday but that's when you have to like you have to again is he working is he shooting is it both is a worky shooty but the Again, think of the Heyman comments while he said, you know, people are your soft, the, the wrestlers that you like are the softest or whatever that line was that I don't have off the top of my head. Uh, that, that makes it very frustrating to me because I like those guys. And I do like CM Punk as a wrestler. I'm annoyed at CM Punk, the human. I am annoyed at the elite collectively. And I'm annoyed at the needling. How many times have I said, you know what y'all need? You need to sit down with a bottle of something. I know none of them drink, but y'all need to sit down with a bottle of something and hash it out. Because back in the 80s, that's what you would do. And nine times out of 10, that would be the answer. The one in the 10 times included a firearm, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> or Shiv. What, what on about? earth is the impetus for us to know that they did that? Like if if oh, they did oh, that, in, in if they mended fences, yeah. Like there's no yeah. value in letting us know that. If we, I agree with you, by the way, and I saw that tweet where you said that, and I 100 said like, yeah, she's right. Because if if I look back in a few months and they're doing this match, I'm going to look back and be like, bravo, you did it right. You got us all. Everyone who is a pundit and sits in front of a camera and talks about this shit, we will be like, oh, good stuff. You got us. But what if they don't? And history has shown that they're not exactly running to do it on both sides. That is where the biggest crux of the situation lies. Someone says a nice bottle of San Pellegrino. And that's true. Whatever it is, I don't care. Sit down and talk about it. Maybe they did. Maybe they did and they don't need to tell us. And that's true. We are not privy to that conversation or that information. At the same time, if they did and everyone's being kayfabed, that's not good. 
Like I'm talking, I'm talking locker room and you're the hundred percent of the locker room is not going to sit on it and not say something to somebody that gets out to somebody else that gets out to something. It happens, right? Telephone, I don't, I don't think they're working the boys. Wrestler. Yeah. But, I, I think that, the, so that's where we're at. It's it. it's so that's I think the era of, of working the boys is over. Like I, I think, um, cause that, that actually fucks with people's mental states and careers. Like I, I think we've moved on from that. Um, I actually am. A, I, I disagree from the idea that if they're not willing to do the match, this was a bad idea. Cause I don't think anyone gives a shit in three months from now, if everybody else is in different stories and they're not doing the match, I don't think anyone's thinking about this promo. I don't think they care. But if they're still needling each other, which they have been for the last year, then we're back to square one. And that's really, again, that's the crux of it. Where it, So that was part one, was the, the Sam Pellegrino the, the, sit in the back and have and drink and figure it out. Number two was, honest to God, therapy for everyone. <laughs> it was just, everyone just needs to sit down. And st- because every it's single wrestling. time. It is wrestling. But, but every single time something what? happened, it was... It was bad enough that you would clap back in a way that made me think like, why do you think everything is about you? Or why do you think every single problem is, is directly attacking you? What is he supposed to come out and say? This has been the narrative about this guy for eight months. This has been where he left off in storyline kind of with MJF ish. Um, Hangman was the last guy that he had faced. Is that going to bring Moxley into this? Because Moxley's in a different story. And I don't think there's a money match left in that, right? We already played out Rocky Three. We know what John Moxley and CM Punk do to each other. I just don't understand what people were expecting from this guy. To be like, I'm so, what? Is he supposed to come out, not acknowledge it, say he's so excited to be back, and give a Tony Khan promo about how pumped he is for our six man later? I mean, you'd be surprised what he could do. But I don't yeah. want them to continue needling. I agree with that. But it's like, it's an initial episode of the show. And this has been everything. The only thing that's been talked about with this guy for the past like 10 months has been this. I, you can't go out there and not acknowledge it. And by the way, he's coming out. We know we know what he does with his look when he's changing face and heel. We know that he loves to allude to little things like taking the flag off of the mic. We know that he likes to keep tonalities of things. Like, I really think he's turning heel off of this. And I actually, and maybe this is my CM Punk bias coming into play. If if he did that because the Bucks won't sit down, I don't blame him. I actually think that's fine. It's like, if you want to leave the most amount of money on the table, and I still have to acknowledge this thing anyway, throw it out there. Because what if they change their minds? They're going to make, they're going to make more. It's the, the thing I keep going back to is it's not a big money feud. It's the most money feud in the history of the company. Probably like it, it's not like this is a little bit, this is like, if you want to sell out the rest of Wembley from the pre-sale numbers to max capacity in two more minutes, announce it. Like that's where we're at. And by the way, you can also like, if Kenny's into it, and the Bucks aren't new Kenny and Punk. You got Canada on the horizon. Like there's there's a lot of possibilities here. Now the main event, something that Alex Pulaski booked, is very very interesting to me as a possibility. Is it is it Bang Bang Bill joins the Bang Bang Gang? It is. 
Bang Bang Phil. Bang Bang Phil sounds joins awful. the Bang 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 gang. That's there was awful. there was a moment with him and Juice after the match where he had said something right after he pinned him. And there's a lot of people that want to keep FTR face, and there's a lot of people that want to turn CM Punk heel. How do you turn CM Punk heel in a major way? He turns the fuck on FTR. You have Jay White and CM Punk rolling together in this newly reformed Bullet Club. Sorry, Kenta. Bullet Club New Japan style versus this just got way the fuck more interesting. Because of the type of heel that Punk is and the type of heel that White is, Whoo boy. And then you get to keep CM Punk heel and you get to keep FTR face in a way that everybody wants. And then CM FTR, like I actually thought, I knew they weren't going to do this, but I was like, man, it would be a really interesting story if if Punk started to turn heel because he got pinned in Chicago in his first episode back and CM FTR wasn't all it cracked up to be. Like, oh man, you want to stab some people in the heart? You, you want to let Bret Hart down? Come on, man. Um, there's a there's a lot of possibilities, but the moment where Punk and Juice Robinson were talking to each other, like the idea of of Jay White, CM Punk, and Samoa Joe just coming by as an enforcer to scare the shit out of people on the same sides of things, holy hell, um, that could be very very fun. But as usual, Alex Pulaski booked a lot of fun stuff, including he thinks that the Redeemer Miro should make dinosaurs extinct the second time as a favor to his God as the redeemer. And that cracked me up. I mean, I can understand why. Yeah. <laughs> there was somebody, it was on the sour graps, Patreon. Where did it go? We Someone have our own up- Patreon. Well, no, 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 because someone tried that once and it didn't go over well. That's Not how my was born. Um, no, this was, someone was on the post for the show for your show. And they said they were there and mentioned something about Samoa Joe getting real pissed when he left the ring, like rolling out, walking out and giving his finger to the crowd off camera. And I'm wondering, I don't know if it's true. I haven't seen it, but this had, this is just one person said it. And I'd heard, I, I saw a few people say like, Oh, Joe's pissed. And I don't know if that was part of a story or if it was something else, or maybe Joe was pissed because he was in the match the match. He was fine in the match but like he was very much just kind of there well maybe maybe they're setting up punk and samojo uh, as a one-on-one then and that's fine because that's what originally was planned and then things got moved around because they wanted to give phil uh, they want to give punk a chance to like get his ring rust off and make sure that he was still good and comfortable in his should. that guy gets injured very frequently right exactly you take one stage dive and then your foot's broken that's just the way it works so with joe i'm hoping it was a bit it is the the difference is though like punk um is a a winner who's injury prone as opposed to cody rhodes who is a loser who's injury prone so i just want if just in case steven jensen's watching this i want him to understand that cm punk gets hurt but he wins whereas cody rhodes is an adversity facing loser who gets hurt with great frequency. I just, I wanted that to be very clear. Yeah, but he keeps coming back. But he keeps coming back. Who, Cody? Yeah. Shut him down. Cause he won't fall. His wrist is titanium. Oh, we just got demonetized because of that. Thank you. Oh, here we go. David super chat saying I was there. He did give the crowd the finger. 
could be working, could be shooting. I don't know. But that was when Joe did that, or when I heard about that, I was just like, that's not a that's not a Joe thing. That's not a Joe doesn't usually lose his cool either. So I feel like because of that, it's part of the story. And maybe they'll bring it up, but it was very strange to me when I heard that Joe was visibly upset and that he left the ring like that. So Samoa Joe is one of the best complete sellers and storytellers from curtain to curtain rather than bell to bell. I've never heard or seen him do anything even remotely that unprofessional. So to me, that's absolutely story. Um, And the other thing is I could see Samoa Joe hearing the ovation for the standoff between him and punk and being like, Oh, after the match, I got to, I got to flick off this crowd. <laughs> Cause the moment they locked up, it got very, very, very loud. Um, yes. And someone in the chat yeah. saying could have been legit hurt. And if that, if that happened, that sucks. Cause that also throws away some stuff with ring of honor plans. Uh, yeah, you know, because he is the television champion right now. So he uh, who- he's Joseph of the Samoas. Yeah. I know. And, and listen, he could have been working the crowd and that's fine. He could have been working towards a, a one-on-one punk story which again totally fine with would love to see it bring back the roh lore from 0506 let's go uh i was just curious because i i saw that i saw the comment in uh the select post and then i saw a few other people i i already did that i already already banned that person stop stop yeah, get the fuck out of here yeah we don't do that here hey and who's it- this guy get the fuck out of here right wasn't that moxie's return words <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so uh yeah the the the, the trio's match was fine the Honestly, my feeling with Collision was like it was a it was a good show. It was a good start. The one thing that kind of um, annoyed me was that they didn't announce anything for next week's Collision, yep. and I was kind of uh, I was kind of put down by that. So knowing what the good people at Fightful Select know now, I'm actually more intrigued than annoyed by that. I wish they had told us something, um, but for kind of the main juice, I'm a little bit more interested than annoyed. Um, but yeah, they did, them not setting anything up was definitely weird. And especially with Forbidden Door around the corner, you would think they would want to. But I'll give them through Wednesday just in case there's some ace up their sleeve uh, with that. Got a lot of tickets left to sell in Toronto for Collision. The pay-per-view is sold out, of course. They sure do. Uh, I I would say the things that stood out to me the most were... I mean, Andrade versus Buddy Matthews was just phenomenal. Um, and the the way the production was for the introduction for Buddy Matthews, I thought was great. Like, for an anchoring storyline on the show to be like... I, I, I think the strongest point of the show was phenomenal match between Bud Matthews and Andrade. And then you have... They didn't tell us it's coming up next week, but Malachi and Brody being in the ring insinuates Andrade is going to show up with his friends, right? So that continuation, I think, is a very, very good thing. We didn't really get any other continuation, to to your point. I think um, Luchasaurus winning is is stupid, but seeing the forest through the trees, the fact that Christian was the one holding the title and sitting on his shoulders, I think, and I think it's the right call. I think you're going to get a, a face-turned Luchasaurus, which he's for the kids, just make him a face. I think you might get a Christian title reign, a, a transitional one. But like, I love Ward though. I think he's great. They have not figured out how to book a title for this guy. And get it was going away. nowhere. Get so him, I get him I, away from that TNT title. 
I kind of think if they, unless they're going to do like him and Max right after Max and Cole, uh, I'm wondering if he's like a guy that's poised for ROH. Him going and beating Samoa Joe for that TV title because they already have this history and him having a little bit of time against the, some of the highest caliber workers in the world in Ring of Honor, like, I, I think that could be a really healthy call for him as a wrestler. I think it's a mishandling of AEW not knowing to do with a guy that they built to be white hot and just just fell off the face of the earth. Uh, but him showing up as the ROH TV title to eventually have a feud with Max and digging into the, you know, the the whole heel turn, the kayfabe issues, the real life issues of MJF threatened to leave town on the day of their big match. Like there's a lot you could do. And I think it's a little bit more viable with Wardlow as an ROH champion with some, some guts under it. I could not care less about Luchasaurus, but I love this version of Christian. And I think him having a transitional title reign is not a bad call. You know what? When Christian is part of a debut show, a title changes hands when he's around. Well, I said yesterday it's it's the best hits of WWE CW, which, as we all know, is the most prestigious brand in wrestling history. You got Christian, you got CM Punk. I'm waiting for Alex Riley and the Miz to show up. Say it to his effing face. That's right. That's right. And and of course, when when Christian comes out, you need Kevin Kelly to just be like, "It's it's Christian, Christian. It's Christian. It's Christian." Hey, JR should not have been on commentary yesterday, huh? Boy, howdy. There's a lot of things JR should not have been on, but JR on commentary, and they they showed zero commentary faces throughout most of the night, actually. I don't even, I don't think, did they show KK and uh, and, and Nigel at all? Just on, in the beginning, I think. Just I don't think top. we got like a lot of, yeah. They're, they did no, uh, and again, that's uh, that could just be TK wanting to do like a different setup from Dynamite or traditional wrestling where like, you had the announcers on screen doing a, a throw to whatever it was. Um, but yeah, you can't put a guy with a big old black eye on, on camera and he was hoarse as hell. I think, I don't know what it was. Someone needed to step in and tell Jim not this week. I know yeah. it's the debut episode. I know. And for all we know, somebody did and Jr. probably said, Oh, I'm just gonna, you know, I'll take it easy. I won't say much. I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Could have happened. But someone should have just pushed harder. Yeah. Agreed. It was just, it wasn't good. He wasn't good. And no. he was... I think it's it's the first one. So he wanted to be there. Nobody wants to tell him no. But like, that was not good. And I don't know if he's the solution for a while. Kevin Kelly is fulfilling his G1 commitments. Oh, God, no. No, I do not want Nigel and JR on the call. This is, again, and everyone's going to say, Veda Scott, Veda Scott. Yeah, Veda would be great. I agree, but like, let's be realistic. Who else could it be? Uh, and it's probably going to be Excalibur, but like, who else could it be? Oh, well, if you're taping and Ian's there, just have Ian. That's like the most obvious thing to me. Like, he if he's on your ROH call anyway, just have Ian and Nigel right there. That's a good point. Yeah, just have Ian and Nigel and then switch out. Okay. Uh, bring Caprice too. Yeah, bring Caprice can take over for JR. I'm fine with that. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was just, oh, it was not good. It's on, and yeah, people saying it's on TK to do, and it is. It's on the boss to to pull someone when they're not fit for duty. He's so busy making his own announcements. Oh, or announcements for the announcements. Yeah. <laughs> Call in Tall Paul. That's right. Tall Paul. Tall Paul. 
there was something else from from Collision that I wanted to bring up, and I can't remember what it was. Now it's Miro. Uh, but yeah, Miro was fine. He had a squash match. He's back. He looks good. I don't well, know. Well, no, 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 no. We are not glossing over the return of Miro. What? He looked diesel as hell. No, you know what? You know what? Sorry, we're going to go back to that. What I did want to talk about was actually going back to Andrade and, and Buddy. Uh, where I see this going is LFI does come back for Andrade. They lose the trios title match versus House of Black. They turn on Andrade. Roosh comes back from uh, from his paternity leave, I by the this. way. Congratulations, Roosh. Just had a baby girl. Uh, or his, I guess his, his wife did, but he is the father, supposedly. So he is happy. They had a baby girl. Yeah. They had a baby girl. Uh, he, was, so- he was there for the making. Yeah, so Roosh coming back from Pat Leaf to kick Andrade out of LFI and then start a Roosh-Andrade feud would be fine by me. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the trios match, the trios title match for House of Black would be them versus Andrade, uh, Preston Vance, and Drillistico. And then when they lose, they all turn on Andrade. Drillistico broke his wrist, though. Did he? No, that was Bandito. Bandito broke his wrist. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that yes. makes more sense based on the main event rampage. <laughs> yes, that that would do that. that uh, don't get me started on the uh, not the rampage, the the Ring of Honor tapings. I was a little annoyed at, at uh, AEW for something pulled uh, pulling Blake Christian from his GCW title match. Oh, get over it! No, I think it was stupid. You have your GCW champion being advertised to have a a, a match in LA. At a ma- you know, and, and then all of a sudden on the night of, you're like, nope, can't do it. Sorry, bye. I thought that was shitty. I don't know who it's on. I don't know who it falls on in terms of like making the announcement and why it was so late, but I, I just thought it was shitty. Because they brought he sent an AWR which contract. So what? He had a he had a squash match. It takes precedence. Yes. You show up you show up for your TV commitments before your indie commitments. Yeah, I think he should have been on the indie. Man, they had they had Nick Gage versus Zack Saber Junior main eventing. They're fine. Good it match. was not. For, it was. Eh, it match. was not for me. What are you talking about? Nick Gage loves real professional wrestling. Hates that. Doesn't he matter. does. I know. No, he, he loves he loves Tekka wrestling. It just wasn't. I, I didn't like the way that it was. It was lined up. I like the way you were lined up. Caden sends a super chat saying, "This is for Kate. I support women. See? I don't know about that." I don't See, know if Kate actually or Caden actually supports women. He sent in two dollars to say so. Yeah, but he that two dollars like come on, why not two hundred? Well, the, he didn't say I support women overwhelmingly. He just said I support women. He supports women a little bit. Seems like a straw man type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's saying GCW champion under contract. They have one person under contract, and he's the guy we were just talking about. Yeah, I I gotta be honest. I was talking about this the other day. And it might be from from oversaturation, and it might also be from some things that like are not screen related that I know of. Um, GCW just ain't it for me right now. Um, I love a lot of the talent there, like, and maybe my expectations were too high. But I felt like after they signed with Fight, I was like, "Oh, awesome! Like, what's next?" And it feels like they've gone very lateral or down to me. Um, oh no, it wasn't Fight Plus that did that. It was Hammerstein that did that. A little bit of both, but like they, I, I know what they signed for. The, I know the amount that they signed for Fight, and it was enough to be a very good resource uh, financially and allow them to do some really cool stuff. And it just feels like they've moved very laterally or or down since. 
Um, and I was looking really forward to like, I was looking forward to a Zack Sabre Jr. And, and Nick Gage match. And I was like, man, it's just not like, I had a lot of, I don't like the way it was, was laid out very much. And it was really short, which I get because Zack Sabre Jr. is like, Hey, the G one's around the corner. I'm not going to be like, <laughs> I'm not here to like have someone cut my face open with a pizza cutter. I'm good. Um, Coward. Uh, or, you know, smart, but it just, it feels very stagnant to me right now. I also am not watching super consistently. Um, and I'm also not the biggest like deathmatch fan in the world in general. I don't, I certainly don't hate them. Um, I hate ones that are void of story. I hate ones that the story is, oh my God, it's a deathmatch. Um, but I, it, I don't, it's just not striking the same chord. And I, I know everyone points to Hammerstein and is like, this is the beginning of the end for, and I, I don't feel that way, but it, it just feels very stagnant. It feels very complacent to me right now, but um, I'm also not the most consistent watcher. And a lot of my favorite talent just weren't like Deppin's injured and he's, he's one of my favorites, right? Um, there, there's a little bit of stuff that's out of their control, but it's just, I don't know. It's just not like, it's I not, get hit, it. just I not get hitting it. for me. I totally get it. And there are certain things that I love about GCW and there are certain things that I do not love about GCW deathmatch stuff. I can kind of take it or leave it depending on what's, uh, what's going on. And we're and not, we're not thirsty for blood out here. Like Denise's. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Caden with another super chat sings one dollar, one for each dollar, Kate and LJ. Now here's the thing. You, you gave us a dollar 99. So clearly one is a dollar and the other one is 99 cents. So you like one more than the other. Who is it? <laughs> Name your alliances. <laughs> yeah. Name the 99 cent and name the dollar. Uh, and then Aaron Kubasak sends us a super chat saying, Blake Christian being an absolute jerk on GCW and a white meat baby face on ROH is so jarring to me. It is to me too. And I love it. Bring back 205 Live. No? I just, uh, I just not, I'm just not into it right now. I think Blake Christian's incredible and I love seeing him in ROH. Look at you with your happy, happy, joy, joy demeanor. I just, I, I don't like wrestling. Fight, very, people, Kate. fight them. I will, I will fight TV then. Um, I just see, here's the problem. The, now the support women gimmick is making money. So I'm going to continue <laughs> to do That's it. Very nice. <laughs> uh, thank you sincerely for the super chats. Wrestling is for everyone and you should like what you like. I'm a big believer in that. But I except for, except for the NWA. Except for the NWA. You can go fuck yourself if Tyrus is tripping. Um <laughs> by the way, shout out to Darius Carter. Go check out that interview. It's really good. He talks Darius Carter him. rules. <laughs> we were oh, we were talking about Billy Robinson matches. I love Darius Carter. I like a lot of the undercard, and that's part of where my frustration about Tyrus being champion comes in. Oh, by um, the way, Camille got pulled from Girls Next Door, so now I'm very upset. Oh God, just go smash your own fucking pumpkins, Billy. God. Oh, I'm going to smash you and your little pumpkins, your little Jesus. gourds. Wow, we're going to demonetize real quick. <sighs> no, we're more than five minutes in. I'm allowed to swear. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I just, it feels like, even for products that I'm not that into, when it feels like the product itself is losing the lightning in the bottle that it had, that's when I'm like, oh, I, it bums me out for those fans. Because I, I think I'm not the only one that's, that's been feeling that way from, from other people I talked to that were like very into GCW that were like, like people that went to emo night were like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, yeah, it's kind of losing its touch a little bit. 
Um, so I, I don't think it's just me. And I, I just want wrestling companies to continue to grow and do well. And I feel like it's gotten a little bit just stale, a little stale in GCW world. That's fair. Let's go back to AEW for a sec. I do it with the chat saying $5 because I support women. And Kate told me to. It's true. Kate tells you to support women and send us money. So here we go. Also, nothing from last night's nothing from last night matters more than Miro coming back. Praise the Redeemer. So Miro comes back. Looks great. Looks jacked. Beats the shit out of Tony Nese in a few minutes. Uh, this was fun. What? So what do we do with Miro? Where's he coming? Where's he going? What are we doing? Uh, shout out to Tony Nese because he bumped really well in that match and sold really well for Miro. Absolutely. Um, Miro's an interesting one because I feel like there's a few ways you can go. I think he... This is this is what makes it tricky with Forbidden Door. I could see Zack Sabre Jr. winning the international title against Orange Cassidy if they're going title for title. Um, because of the nature of what that title is and kind of is supposed to be. Uh, if not, I feel like Miro versus Orange Cassidy could be really fun. Because I think everyone assumes Miro would come back and crush him. But if you let Orange Cassidy have like a real, real match against him. I think you could do some really fun work with the characters that they are. I don't hate this idea of the first thing you do though, before you send Miro down a path like that is he goes to make dinosaurs extinct. He fails because Christian does something, but that makes him irate because people cheered him because they're excited. He's back. But I think you're probably going to turn him heel. Um, so to do it in, in that way could be super fun. But I, you got to have gold on this guy. I feel like he's, he's too good and he's too um, white hot connected to, to people right now. But I, I really liked that match, even though it was a glorified squash. Like I I've said over and over again, like to me, one of Miro's best in ring strengths is his ability to sell for guys that are a third of his size, make it look realistic and then have like, and, and Pulaski was saying this yesterday too. He also has like that ring awareness of like, but he's not going to get me with that shit again. Like he, it clicks in and he, like, you can't beat him with the same move a second time. Like it, it's really hard to have a big guy sell that well. Um, and it, he's one of the best at it. So I'm so happy he's back on my screen, but I think you got to get him in a title hunt sooner rather than later for sure. Which title is it? The, is it the international championship? It's gotta be. It's so hard. Like you ask me after forbidden door, I guess, you know what I mean? The IWGP World Heavyweight Championship should have been Miro versus Sonata. Finish the story, Miro. Finish the story. Tell me, Miro, tell me, tell me the lie. Tell and me when I'm telling lies. And meanwhile, Bobby Fish is on the phone with his lawyer being like, do we have a case? Is it too close to where is, is it, the lie? Can I trademark it? Please? Should I make a new shirt? Yes. Now, Miro is an interesting one, too, because in such a stable, heavy environment, he's one that, like, if he's holding a title, I'm very interested in seeing him as a, a singles competitor. But if he's not holding a title with his persona, like, putting some dudes with him could be really, really fun. Put some dudes with him. Put Tony Nese with him. <laughs> no, you know what, though? I really hope. Tony Nisa and Josh Woods get treated like a legit tag team because Josh Woods can fucking go, man. Yeah. Like that dude can wrestle and nobody's really gotten to see it yet. Um, but I, I I hope people do. I really want FTR and the Workhorsemen because I, I love mid-80s NWA, so take me back in time. I'm intrigued to see. 
Because we also, like, there was a lot of uh, talent that's been promoted that we didn't see this week. And I think that might be part of why we didn't get setups for next week either. Is like, we didn't see Thunder Rosa. We didn't see Scorpio Sky. Um, but if it's if it's not Zack Sabre Jr. for the international title, I think it has to be Miro. Because I don't know who else it is. It's true. I don't know either. But uh, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to finding out. Because it was a good good re-debut for Miro. It was, uh, it was well Definitely. done. He looks like even looks for good. him yeah. looks, like- looks looks good looks like he's been keeping up looks like he's been getting better uh yeah. i'm excited i'm again he's he's a great wrestler he's a funny ass dude uh i i'm hoping that uh whatever he does next makes him happy makes him a ton of money and makes fans more excited to see him week by week so he he gets over and he always does uh kim gray just, what? Um, oh sorry I just, I just wanted to say from what sean said too it didn't sound like there was any bad blood it sounded like there was a lot of miscommunication yeah. Um, which is a good thing because if you straighten out the communication, everybody's happening is happy. So uh, that, that just made me happy to hear that. It wasn't like a, that doesn't work for me brother situation as much as it sounds like there was some, some miscommunication between the, the two sides. So. Well, check. remember it wasn't, it wasn't Miro who said, I'm not going to do that. Walk into Tony Khan's office promo. That is correct. <laughs> So, which just, makes him seem like a dick, but then you see the match he put on, and you see that they didn't pay off the vignettes, and I'm like, well, was we're doing a new show, LOL, see you Saturday. Yeah. Anyway, it was just... yeah, let's let's round out the AEW chatter with this and, and a couple of things. Uh, Kim Gray says uh, I live just north of Tupelo, and the concession stand brawl is history here, and I understand since Double J's dad was Memphis promoter, but why more Jeff Jarrett? So first of all, why more Jeff Jarrett? You, Kim. <laughs> you can never have too much Jeff Jarrett. Yes, you can. It, no, you, no, this you is can't. too much Jeff Jarrett. It's not. It is. It's I not. like I of all the people that you have to play the best hits of, Jeff Jarrett's not the guy like it's just not he's not Bret Hart he's not Shawn Michaels he's been very fine his whole career nobody whenever I'm a student I like to go back and watch nobody has ever said go check out this Jeff Jarrett match not the king of the mountain one person told me HBK and Jeff Jarrett and that was as a troll wow as a troll you sure as a troll well because I because I said what I just said now I was like, no one's ever told me. He was like, there's one really great match in his whole career. Go check this one out. And I was like, you're using Shawn Michaels. That's the second highest form of cheating next to Bret Hart. I think Jeff is a good in-ring meat and potatoes wrestler storyteller. That I like about him. I don't care much for like the match on on Rampage. I was like, "Mm, not happening. Not interested. Not I hate it when referees get in the ring and become wrestlers, and that's not gender non-specific. I don't give a shit if it's Aubrey Edwards. I don't give a shit if it's Earl Hebner. I don't care. I think it's dumb when commentary and when when uh, referees get in the ring and have a match. It's just it's not good. Uh, that said, when they did the promo on Collision, I was like, this shit's still going. And then I was like, okay, this might be the blow off, and I'm hoping that it is, and it'll be a fun plunder match. And Mark better win. And people will be like, okay, th- that was fun. Now I hope it's over. And I if feel it's like over, I've been watching Ric Flair's retirement match for a year. 
This is the same shit every time. It is so boring. It wasn't that great to start. And then they've just been lather, rinse, repeat with it. It's the same dumb stuff every time. We get it. You love to smash people with guitars. We get it. Oh, my God. Look, Jay Leith. Oh, my God. Karen Jarrett. I know. Yeah, but now he's got red bottom guitars, so they're worth more. So now you're wasting money. Well, yeah, he was always wasting money. He's a waste of TV time too. Get him on my screen. I don't know. I've been I've been mostly entertained when it wasn't that tag match, and I'm, again, I'm looking forward to Wednesday. You know what? I know, I'm, but I'm committed to the bit because I'm, oh, I'm, I'm a Jeff Jarrett hater. I am. Uh, someone in the chat was mentioning the RJ City AEW refs. Hey, W, did you see this? I did not see this. So the he opens it up and just says Aubrey Edwards. Says here you're bisexual, and she just loses it, <laughs> and that's how this whole thing starts. So go watch AEW. I'm trying to convince RJ City to. Uh, I'm gonna regret this so bad. Eat poutine with me in our underpants. Please, yeah, re- who's? Am I filming? Who's filming? <laughs> that's the thing. I don't know, and I feel bad doing this. I don't think he's gonna do it. Quite frankly, he's got to make he's got to make coffee in his underwear first. I consensually volunteer so much, like so much, proactively volunteering. Okay, uh, no, to film you two gentlemen eating poutine in your underwear, and I would like full editing capabilities. No, 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 definitely not. And there will be screenshots. Thank you. Overbook does need a shorts editor, though. If someone wants to like do it and keep up on it, let's. I need a shorts editor. I need someone to edit shorts from shows that they watch. I am looking forward to onlyjoel.com. I mean, there is onlyshares.com. I thought that was great. But anyway, uh, let's. But so, so remember when I said that the double J, uh, the, the concession stand is probably going to main event dynamite? I take it back. I just remember that they're doing the, uh, the, the tag title. Shot. Oh, the blind eliminator tourney. Yeah, which by the way is basically just the lethal lottery. <laughs> That's all it is. So it's just a bunch of random ass tag teams being put together for a match. And I'm sure that whoever wins that is gonna it's gonna be like Swerve and Keith Lee again. <laughs> and they're gonna get the tag title <laughs> Man, we had Swerve and Keith Lee and we had Starks and Hobbs at the same time, and what did they do? Like ugh. No, Caden, my job is not to tell you which shorts to make. It's for you to make the shorts. That's Fair. how this works. I ain't telling you, you watch the shows. You make the shorts. Come on. What are we doing here? Actually, it is the other way around. Someone's got to tell them. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, don't fucking, I don't care. Someone's got someone's to do them, uh, and it's not me. So, yeah, it's going to be probably Lethal Lottery style. I am what we would call maxed out. Uh, I will not be assisting in any more things. <laughs> I do enough stuff here. You too. But we were like, hey, you do five shows a week. Hey, you do five shows a week. Hey, you do five shows a week between me, you and Jeremy. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, we started putting that together. That was a bad move. And just at Fightful. That's just Fightful. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. Let's talk a little WWE before we get out of here. WWE. Specifically SmackDown. Let's talk about that main event. The bloodline is over, Joel. Bloodline is is fractured. The bloodline. No, what you in the bloodline? Yeah. The bloodline as we know it is over. Cinema, Kate. 
Cinema Cine- and a great Ariana Grande banger that I was just referring to. True, it's a good album. Be. Sweetener's a good album. Yeah. Uh, how much was the cinema to you? I, I would give this a uh, eight out of cinema. Eight out of cinema in the Tokyo Dome or just on its own? On its own. They, they were in Lexington. How good can you really be in Lexington? That's a, that's a good point. The Lexington Dome? No, thanks. Uh, the, it was great. It was great. It was a very lackluster SmackDown outside of it. Um, no, you didn't love the thing, and then the tag yeah. gauntlet was good, but everything else was a two-minute match and a, a weak angle. Um, yeah, it was pretty much just the the Bianca promo, and that, that was it. Those yeah, and Zelina versus EO was like not a, a match as much as it was to set up a the carrying cross stuff. I don't know. Um, but it was great. It was great. I don't know why the Romans coming out with three belts. I love it. They're trolling so hard. It's great. <laughs> all, all three belts he has are undisputed. As he um, should. He is the undisputed champion of everything. I, I thought it was great, man. Jay Uso has been so phenomenal through this whole thing. And everyone has but like the burden share has fallen on jay a lot of this and he really brought it home i i I felt like this week very intrigued to see what happens with the timing of this because you and i have been at odds on that and we're getting it sounds like solo and roman versus the usos which i think is a good intermediate step but it's, it's just interesting like they're doing a good job with it i'm less concerned about the pacing now that things have happened um so i i'm intrigued to see where it goes and in a way where i'm like just genuinely intrigued i don't need to um i'm not trying to predict the future because i i think we i think it has to be jay like i I think it would be a big mistake if it wasn't um but it was a really well done segment roman in this this gaslighting role man was so good like him saying, oh, well, when you're a tribal chief, you can choose whatever wise man you want. I brought you to the promised land, but you're the one who's supposed to keep us here. Like, just brilliantly done. Roman's got the acting chops to leave if he wants to go do things in Hollywood. Good for him. It's a good showcase. Um, so I I thought it was fantastic. I thought the, the rest of SmackDown left a lot to be desired, unfortunately. But uh, I'm looking forward to Kevin Owens, who can't handle a trope. And Sami Zayn versus Pretty Deadly. Like, that'll be good. And that opening match was good. And I think Money in the Bank has some good stuff cooking, man. Like, I, I'm excited to see both matches. And uh, we'll go from there. But, yeah, this was this was the Bloodlines night and moment. And I'm glad Sean was there for it. That was nice. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was a good show. It was a fun show. It was... Uh... Like you it said, was a big show. Yeah. It was a big show. Anyway, <laughs> it was uh, it was all about that main event segment the last half hour as they've been doing. It's wild. Um, and yeah. Okay, oh. just to clarify, oh. the Tony Awards are theater. And this is theater. No, this is cinema. Oh, you're right. It's theater of the cinema. It's It should be in the Oscar nomination pool. But yes, the uh, it's not the Tony Awards; it's the Emmys, and we I've made that for your consideration joke a billion times, and it never gets old. For the record, it's the best joke I've got. Doesn't get old for who, Joel? Everybody. 
Use the hashtag M-E-F-Y-C to get this trending as part of the Bloodline story. Hashtag cinema. It's live theater. It is theater of the mind. No, here's the thing. That's what wrestling is. This is cinema. This is cinema. This is like pull out the camera. Not, not, Not the newfangled like AK monstrosities. No, you pull out the ones that you do the cranking. You know, the cranky, the crank. and you got to cut the film. And if you crazy. need to crank, Blue Shoe nope, Dog, they ain't giving us any money on this channel, so I ain't giving them any. No, but I'm I'm working on it. Well, <laughs> fine, bring them over, and I'll talk to them. Bring them over to this show. This is the show that draws, other than oh, in the no. week. <laughs> yeah, it'll be that good. Taylor Cannon with the super chat saying the bloodline segment was yes. so great. Ju so man, so good at emotional promos, and he he got that way. It's been two almost three years of him doing this and What's, he's gotten better at it he's gotten really great at it and to me what was so impressive about this one was he's played indecisive and torn so many times but this time he was indecisive but had a plan the whole time right like I, I think that's where we're going with that so to pull off that same emotion when you know you have an ace up your sleeve feels like a very different challenge to me uh, but he's been absolutely crushing it, and everybody's been playing their role really well. Like Roman was great, Heyman's obviously fantastic. Jimmy's been really good at the moments where it's pivoted to him. But but Jay, man, really driving this home, and he's got to be the one to win. Oh, yeah. and the the Mister Prom King, Mister Class Notable, Mister Mister, like he did a great job of playing both sides of this. Like he. I, if it went either way, I wouldn't have been surprised, which is a, a really, really, really good mark of the fact that you executed a wrestling promo extremely well. <laughs> I'll scream it from the top of my lungs like I do every week. Go back to WrestleMania. Go back to the press conference. What did Roman say? This story is about elevating my family. The right person to take this title will be from... didn't say from my family. He said the, the, the right person to become tribal chief will be from my family. And I thought if- that just spoke volumes. Because again... We talk about the kayfabe vortex that is the press conference in AEW. In WWE, it is a hundred percent in kayfabe, unless you're like Edge, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like you you know what you're getting into with most of these with the WWE press conferences, which they haven't had since since uh, WrestleMania. We'll see if they do one at Money in the Bank, but uh, yeah, it's just you can tell. Whereas with AEW, it's a little more confusing, especially when you're in the room. Uh, you said you were going to scream that at the top of your lungs. Yeah. Are you also going to run through the halls of your high school? I just found out there's no such thing as the real world. But no, it was a whole show on MTV. Oh, right. The Miz. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where, when is the Miz getting his G1? His G1? Miz to the G1? That's a, like, hmm. Miz versus Shingo? Let's yeah. go. Miz versus Sonata? Miz versus Sonata. I, to- I told you. Why don't you I told you, man, this is it. The Miz comes out and he says, I don't need just five guys. I'm just one Miz and I'm. And he, the whole crowd just yells back, awesome. And the Tokyo Dome, full to the brim. G1 final. Yes, the Tokyo Dome would yell awesome, awesome. right at the Miz. 65,000 sure. people yelling awesome at the Miz. Come on, come on. You would do it. I would not. Uh, but I will say. I think he could beat Okada because I don't know if you know this, but Bronson Reed beat Okada. I heard that once upon a time, Bronson Reed beat Okada. You know who else beat Okada? Under the radar. 
Oh, that happened. Who else yeah. beat Okada? Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura beat Okada. No. Yes, and Bronson Reed and Shinsuke Nakamura have a match on Monday. So Shinsuke beat Okada. Shinsuke and Sue are basically the founding members of Chaos. Mm-hmm. Basically, Sue beat Okada is what I'm taking away from this. Ran him over with her car. <laughs> That's how she the Man, this Okada stuff on New Japan is so great. Him hating these youngsters is a blast. New Japan's on fire. Makes me happy. He read The Undertaker's comments and he was like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> Back when the G1 was numbers and letters <laughs> and men. <laughs> We used to get drunk before our G1 match. He just, you know, what he did. Okada just went and sat with Stan Hansen for a while because Stan was in Japan recently for a show. For I think it was for, um, oh my God, whose retirement budget? Someone's going to tell me in the chat, but he was there for someone's retirement from AJPW. And uh, Stan Hansen showed up, and I was like, oh yeah, no, Okada definitely had dinner with him and like got everything humanly possible that he could use. Oh God, so good. Back, we didn't have ugly TV titles. We had knives. <laughs> <laughs> so someone in the chat saying, I'm the Miz and I'm Sugoi. <laughs> I need the Miz. I need Japanese Miz. I need strong. Miz joins Miz. the Bullet Club. <laughs> the Miz and Club. Was the Miz Club? Oh my God. The Awesome Club. <laughs> Yes, because everyone, because you got Headbanger Club when he was in it, and you have the Finesse Club, and you have the the Ace Club. You need the Awesome Club. You do. Oh my God, be Miz, be be Bullet Club. My God. <laughs> ELP just, just looks around. What the fuck? <laughs> like, why aren't I welcome back here? Anyway. Yeah, so uh, th- so we'll see what the Roman stuff is for for Money in the Bank. Like you said, they're doing the the Civil War, uh, which I think is absolutely bonkers to call it the Bloodline Civil War. But we're going to be in the UK, so I guess it's okay. I hope he comes out and cuts like a Revolutionary War promo. <laughs> <laughs> if this, honestly, if he was if he was healthy, you bring out our truth in Revolutionary War attire. And he says, four score and 17 years ago. And everyone's like, R-Truth, what are you doing? He's like, I heard it was a Civil War reenactment. And then they're like, uh, no, yep. it's Bloodline Civil War. And he's perfect. Like, oh, my bad. And it's Money in the Bank, too. So he's he comes out, Revolutionary Guard, with a ladder. And he just pulls out the ladder, climbs to the top, gives the promo. And then here we are. I'm in. And scene. But I'm also in with Jay Uso talking about how, like, the taxation of this whole story has been too much. And instead of wearing red kicks, they're wearing red coats. <laughs> I'm here for it. Rick. And then Imperium's just like, they ripped off our gear. They ripped off everything. <laughs> Fabian Eichner just, or Giovanni Vinci, whatever the fuck he's called now. <laughs> just looking around all confused. Like, what the hell? <laughs> so this hologram doing the horse speech. We shall go on to the end, and everyone thinks it's an Iron Maiden concert because that's how they all start. Anyway, uh, Iron Maiden's playing in the UK. Our friend Val is going to be there. Yeah, like when? Like that weekend? I don't know. Because it'd be great if uh, they can get a ride with the the Iron Maiden plane. Come the Bruce take plane. a ride, take a space ride with the cowboy, baby. Ugh. I don't know where that in sync reference came from. <laughs> but here we are. Anyway, 
Uh, what else do we have to talk about? Next next week is going to be weird for us because. Uh, so. What do you want to talk about, Joel? Cody Rhodes came out and did something on Raw. Had a match. Set up his match with Dominic, which I'm sure you're super hyped about. It's not just that we're getting Cody Rhodes and Dominic, though it is also that. Rhea Ripley has had 11 minutes of ring type since she's been oh, champion. Kate, we need to go back to the Royal Rumble. Remember when we were talking about the Royal Rumble situation and I was just like, I don't think that Rhea Ripley should win the Royal Rumble this year. I don't think that she has been involved in the women's division enough to win the Royal Rumble. I think it's a mistake for Rhea Ripley to win the women's Royal Rumble because she's nowhere to be found in that division. Where are we now, Kate? Where are we now? Six months later. Waiting for Becky to be done with Trish so they can have a feud. Woof. There's but it's so no stupid people. because of all the people that could just go beating bitches up. <laughs> like the fact that they have not built out a story for her since she started her title reign just breaks my heart. Because she's like so good. Like That's- they um like Rhea and Charlotte was one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. And you were like, you know how we're gonna follow that up? We're gonna have our women's champion, who's a complete and utter badass, by the way feel like Dominic Mysterio's sidekick while he gets a feud against the highest profile face in the company, even though he can't do a fucking 619. He got his ass beat by his daddy today, though. You see the video? Great. Father's Day street fight. That's <laughs> It's all tickets, too. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's the best feud in wrestling. Come on. Come on. It's so good. Come on. I like it when wrestlers can wrestle. I know that's crazy. So you don't want Miz in the G1 is what you're saying? No, Miz in the G1 is gold because Miz is a great wrestler. Miz has looked good in his past couple matches, to be honest. Like I said, he's on his G1 kick. He's He's on his G1. He's trying. He wants his G1 match, and I understand. (sighs) Like, am I excited about Danielson Okada? Sure. Am I excited about Eddie Kingston in the G1? Yeah, of course. Mike Mizanin in the G1? He doesn't even go over as Miz. He goes as Mike Mizanin. No, that's, he 100% has to go as Mike Mizanin. He has, and he's super serious, like, wearing the black trunks, like, young lion style. That's what Miz, no, no hairstyle, no, no big glasses, no A-lister. Mike Mizanin joins the field as the G1. Finley Repres- is, like, stalking him out because he's just killing it. The Miz Club. The awesome a, block, a block champion. The A stands for awesome. <laughs> he becomes yeah. Miz, he becomes a technical beast. It's right there. Yeah, everyone's Miz, Miz goes the distance with Zack Saber Jr. Right, obviously, fifteen minute masterpiece. Gets the pin in the ten man tag. Gets the pin in the ten man tag. After the G1, where Miz kills it but doesn't win, he dethrones ZSJ for the most technical title in all of wrestling. And then he goes on to the main event. And he wins with the skull-crushing finale. <laughs> there you go. He redeems himself for WrestleMania 27. Oh, God, Zack Sabre Jr. losing to the skull-crushing finale makes me want to vomit. <laughs> it sounds like a good time. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Miz. 
Brisbane and the IWGP Championship Wrestling Kingdom. What a moment yep. professional wrestling. Miz versus Sonata. I'm telling you, man. I the, the eventually promo, sets like, up Miz versus Osprey. Obviously, yes, it does. It, it oh, it ends with it ends with Miz holding all of the IWGP Championships. He's doing the Triple H pose, but he's got all the belts. He's doing the the the, the Ultimo Dragon, the nine titles. Come on, yeah. Oh my God. And then Will Osprey shows up and goes, "Tiny balls," and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and Miz just becomes Mike Mazan and then transforms into the Miz. That's it. <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> I hate this. I hate that I enjoy this. Maurice dethrones Willow for the New Japan Strong Title. I'm fine with that, actually. That, that'd perfect. be good. Yeah. <sighs> you know, the divas come to me. <laughs> Pre Bella. <laughs> you got Danielson versus Okada. And Brie Bella does a full startup run, eight months long. Yamashita. Yeah, I was gonna say Brie, Brie and Mayu Iwatani. Joshi Brie, Joshi Brie. I'm in. 100%. Joshi Brie mode. Joshi. And her theme that had no lyrics, but had lyrics. Sports entertainment, New Japan. <laughs> this is why CM Punk was in the parking lot, guys. This is why he was mending fences with the Miz. It's Look, beautiful. man, I know we've had our problems, but I've got the greatest pitch for you. I've got a great idea. It's something that people want. This is not about me. The world has been clamoring for the Miz versus Brian Danielson. New Japan strong. New remote is Ishiban mode. Oh, no, that's so good. And she comes out with Holy like the obnoxious, like chibi girl, like Ichiban mode. It's <laughs> just the worst. Oh god. You can look, but you can't touch. Oh, and it's gotta be a Japanese version of that song. Of course. It's a little K-pop reimagining of that theme. I love it. <laughs> all of this, all of this is awful, and I love it. <laughs> oh my god. So CM Punk will probably be on Dynamite. Paywall, bro. Come on. Uh, it's been like it's been two hours. I'm pretty sure we can break paywall at this point. Right. You want to just screenshot it and throw it up here? <laughs> <laughs> It is a Bible property. What are we going to do? We should do a show on Wednesdays that is just screenshots of Fightful Select from the week before. That's Saturdays on the site. Like, that's honestly, but, that's my favorite thing on Saturdays is like watching posts go up that are from Sean from, from Select from the week before and people being like, yeah, bro, we know. And I'm like, yeah, that's our reporting from it's still Select. our report. Yeah. It's just a week later because y'all don't want to pay five bucks. Come on. Yeah. People are dumb. People are dumb. Not the Miz, though. No, not not Mike Mizanin. Like not Mike Mizanin. The oh, awesome club. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we get out of here? Um, we're gonna go to Forbidden Door, and that's gonna be really fun, me and you. So we'll figure out what to do about the show next week. I mean, we definitely won't be on Sunday. Um, no, well, but it it would be cool to do an in person taping. But we are—I yes. don't know if you guys know—but we're going to Girls Next Door. 
and Joel we are going to girls next door and it's yeah. and it's downtown but uh and joel will be doing the interviews because sean said i'm an ogre and i'm not allowed to be on camera it's true and and but when i was told about joel this, is a sex kitten that's, well that's true i didn't make a photoshop of that but you know when i was told about uh Kate oh, no. being an ogre i immediately made shrek eight <laughs> So rude. Let me uh, see if I can pull up. Let's see. Kate shoots on Sean Rossan. <laughs> Let's go. That's what I'm here for. That's what we do for the last 20 minutes of the show. 20 minutes. Who am I kidding? Um, Two hours. You're trying to find this tech? I'm trying this to text. I'm trying to find, yeah, his text. I basically said that, like, you've made it clear that Joel is the sex appeal. And he said, Yeah, please don't let them know. <laughs> please don't. Let ogres on screen. I think was. <laughs> you have the the screenshots on my on our DMs. <laughs> it is. Oh my god! I didn't a... realize I texted Sean this much. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a problem. I just don't text him at all. There's been a, there's been a lot happening in life. Yeah, I, I just go out of my way not to talk to Sean. That's for the best. Which, by the way, like for everyone in the chat, you're better off just not talking to Sean. No, he only responds like once every eight texts, but usually it's to insult me. So it's got that See? going for it. I gossip with you so much. I know. <laughs> we just, oh, just two, two hens. I don't know what the word. I don't know. We're hens? You just pecking, pecking all day. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, there's the, there's me as Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ryan's saying Joel talks to Andrew Zarian instead of SRS. I mean, we, we, Honestly, Andrew Zarian and I probably text more than Sean and I do. <laughs> I think my favorite thing this week was amidst amidst all the CM Punk ESPN article stuff. I think I said this on Twitter. I was like, I didn't realize it until I had just uh, emailed Wade Keller about something completely different. And he was in the midst of like oh, everyone just attacking him. But I don't think people really understand. I'm, I'm going to let everyone in on a secret. That's really not a secret at all. Keller is extremely offline. Like you have to send a carrier pigeon to his house to get a hold of him. Okay. That's Wade. Oh, that was great. I'm uh, approved for Forbidden Door. So if we need to coordinate beforehand, let me know. I know Joel has done these before and is the eye candy. So. Yes, let him talk. I don't want them thinking we employ ogres. You see? Thanks, ogres. But he was being complimentary because ogres have layers. I don't think he was being complimentary. I don't think so either. I was just trying to make you feel better. Feelings and all that. Because before that, he said I wasn't pretty enough to be on camera, even though I'm on his channel five nights a week, but it's fine. That's true. When that happened, I thanked him. Sent him a nice message and everything. Thought about a charcuterie board, and I thought it was too on the nose. He goes, because I said, I was like, if WrestlePro, which is a great promotion at uh, Jersey, and the school is based in Long Island, sometimes they get big names. And I was like, I know Joel does it with Greektown. If you want interviews, um, let me know. I I can try and do a similar thing. And he said that I wasn't hot enough to be on camera, basically, and that Joel was, so. It's because I got Tim. Tim does a really good job of like of your makeup, pretty. Yeah, of your yeah. hair and makeup. Yeah, I mean, look, I the way I look right now is not how I'm going to look when I see you next week. Like, the, Ooh, are you getting your looking. your lashes done? I'm getting my my lashes. I already have a long long lashes. It just comes with the territory. Do you I'm really? This way. Yeah, I do. You'll yes. see, my kid has long lashes. You'll be like, "What the hell?" Um, yeah, got that for me. Buddy. 
yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, haircut. I gotta get my beard trimmed. I gotta make. Hey, gotta, you know you, you know what you should do. What's that? Get them all cut. <sighs> that ends our show for the evening. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna be at Forbidden Door, say hi. Yes, to please. Us, to us. Joel's gonna be wearing a different black T-shirt. Uh, yes. <laughs> Very possible. At the shows, I will not be going in a black T-shirt. I will wear one underneath, but I will wear something over it because I Just am make sure that there's no wrestling brands on your shirt. Yes, I am a very serious. I mean, I've got four of those shirts. I have four shirts. Like, that's it. You have four shirts in your whole wardrobe? No, that's a lie. I have four wrestling shirts. I have six wrestling shirts in my wardrobe for touring, but I don't tour anymore. So what does it matter? There you go. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be there. I'd like to do something live. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. But uh, there's so much stuff going on. If you are in Toronto, please come and say hi to us. We'd love to meet you. Love to see you. Love to hang out with you. Um, yeah, there's just there's a ton of stuff. And we'll be all. You can give us there. money in person. I will take your money in person. And because yeah. Canada doesn't have dollar bills, you start at $5 bills. Don't there give me go. change. Just give me give me dollar to like give me $5 bills. Just five bucks. Just five guys, just five Jews, just five bucks. Give me just five bucks. We'll Not go. counterfeit ones. Honestly, they're pretty hard to man to, to do that with now. Joe, before we, we sign off, who is your pick for the G1 and why is it the Miz? <laughs> it's always the Miz. It's, it's always been the Miz. The Miz deserves the world. No, it's because he's awesome. No, it's because he's Shigoi. <laughs> because... Ichiban <laughs> Breeze Ice Ribbon Extravaganza. Can't wait. I am all about it. All right, let's get out of here. I think it's time. We've we've hit that moment. Once we got Miz win in the G1, it's probably time to sign off. No, are you idea. kidding me? That's when shit picked up. You <laughs> <laughs> listening to this like in audio and just be like, oh my god, that's incredible. I'm gonna tweet about this right now. Joel and I booked the Miz to win the G. One. Watch out. I should just wear Miz <laughs> t-shirts the entire weekend. Yes. I have not a shred of Miz paraphernalia. We can make one. I don't want to do that. Maybe one when we went to uh, the Royal Rumble in, in uh, Phoenix in 2019. But it wasn't like a specific wrestling, like WWE one. It was for a different show. We called Thank it Mimosa Mania. Because we were going to an all-you-can-drink mimosa show the morning of. I was like Samoa Joe one. No, it, it was we, we yeah we were, it, and it had like the company. I think it was SCW. It was Sororan Championship Wrestling. It was like their last show ever. It was a big charity show. Long story short, like it had mimosa mania. We got way too drunk at like ten a.m. <laughs> and then we went next door to Chase Field where the Royal Rumble was happening. We were just so, God. You were a white girl. Yeah, we were white girl wasted. Love that for you. And then we and then we had chicken tenders that were very very overpriced. We did not get them during the women's match. I was going to say that them. sounds controversial. Yes, we got them during a different match. Don't ask me which one because I was white girl wasted. Love that for you. I love that for me. Almost too. as I love as much as I love Miz winning the best of the super juniors. Oh, now he's doing best of the super juniors. Yeah. Holy shit, he's doing everything. Breaking news here on Five for Lover, but wow. Oh, if we do interviews, if I am doing an interview, can I throw it back to you in the studio? 
Hundred percent, yes. I'm not going to edit it back in the studio. It's just going to be awkward. Hi, Joel. I'm standing here with Action Andretti. It sounds awful for everybody. I don't even think AEW is going to do any press availability anymore. I think it's just going to be the press conference. Um, Miz and Tag. I'm, I'm one tag partner for creating opportunities. Fair. Talk to Will Washington. Who will be Miz's tag team partner in Tag League? Oh, who's already like in New Japan? Fred Rosser. <laughs> but he no, keeps, it's got to be. Miz, but Miz keeps calling him Darren Young. And that's the bit. Miz and A-Rai. I don't want to do A-Rai because I don't want to say it to his effing face. No, it's got to be someone. It's got to be someone that's in New Japan, I feel like, already. Like Miz has to come into New Japan. Miz and Tanahashi? Like Bad Luck Folly. <laughs> Miz and Doug's Folly? Let's go. Miz and Evil sounds just awful. Miz and Dick Togo. Oh, my God. Just already Mag- its own house of torture right there, buddy. House of Miz. <laughs> he starts as a Miz. Johnny New Go to. It's Johnny, Johnny New Japan. Johnny New Japan. That's it. He, but he, he calls himself either Johnny Nuge or Johnny Ishiban. What about Master Wado in the Miz? <laughs> Better than that, what about Miz and uh, <laughs> <say> Great O'Con? <laughs> Miz and Ren Narita. There it is. Found it. We're good. Miz, Ren Narita. Oh Miz Narita. God. No, it's it's Miz and, and Yuji Nagata. Miz there you and go. Eugene, I'll take it. He, but he keeps calling him Eugene Agata. <laughs> End the show. We're done. <laughs> Miz and Suzuki is also a good shout. And every time they lose, Suzuki just. Ishii. Ishii. <laughs> Miz and Tomohiro Ishii is pretty good. They're about the same height. <laughs> there you go. All right. Let's get out of here. Plug the stuff. Let's go home. Hey, I'm on a bunch of shows on on Fightful most days of the week, except for Wednesdays where I'm at the Mark Order podcast, and Sundays I'm on this channel doing this with Joel, except for next Sunday where I'm going to be at Forbidden Door. So there you go. That's what is happening. I am Follow me at Miss Kate Fabe. Yes. Oh, thank you. Are you done, Miss Kate Fabe? <laughs> Go follow, go follow Kate. Uh, Fightful Overbook, drop a thumbs up on the video. Hey, if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe to us here at the channel. We're growing. We're growing finally, and it rules uh, in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Myself and Jeremy Lambert. Tomorrow, Superstar Shane Hawk from IWS in Montreal. And, of course, uh, Dark Side of the Ring and a whole other bunch of stuff. He's going to join us tomorrow morning. And, of course, we have so much stuff to talk about with Forbidden Door and everything that happened to Collision. Jeremy and I are going to go in the weeds Again, Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, what else do I do? I do the Impact Post Show on the main channel, and I'm just here whenever. So come and hang out with us, will you? Kate and I are going to be in Toronto next weekend, which is here, which is physically this space right now. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, friend of me on the binary, I am Actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. We will see you in the next one. Have a great week. Cheers. <laughs>